My Big Black Fantasy Podcast, episode 12, starts right now. Kenyan Drake. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? Confusing the curse coming up in the cold world. Daddy ain't around, probably I'll commit felonies. My favorite rap used to check check out my melody. Hello and welcome to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Episode 12. This is B. I am just lonely. A lonely 0-3 feeling. I'm so, so, sorry to report this this horrible, horrible day, you guys. Man. But, how are you going to host a fantasy football podcast at 0-3? Well, I think you got to turn the reins over. I could always go back to dancing on tables, you know. But, you know, the thing is... Nobody I'll, wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. So i got to stick with this. i got to bounce back this week. And you know what? The weird thing... Come on, man. I would, get it together. i got to get it together. I would feel bad ordinarily, but I don't. I feel like the way that the leagues are... At least our league is is uh, is broke up, broken up. There's a lot of sort of holes in everybody's lineup to where I think everyone's going to have a bad spell. And I, I'm hoping... Not this guy. 3-0. <laughs> and I play you this week. Yeah, Jay Maddie's strong. Right? Yeah. So we'll see. It's 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 going to be um, a challenge, obviously, and I look forward to the challenge. I'm not going to bow out. It would be a very impressive thing if I could pull this team out of the hole and be competitive for the rest of the year, and that's what I'm going to go. Just you one game by yourself all day or introduce your co-host? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're not here. This 0-3, this 0-3 thing has me down. I'm very very selfish right now. I'm joined, of course, by Jay Maddie. 3-0, Jay Maddie. What's up? And rub it in my face. And there is the ultimate, ultimate dog. What's happening? Was popping, everybody. Was cracking. <laughs> yeah, so enough about me, you guys. Um, how, well, I, we already know how Matt, Matty's fantasy season's going. Um, how, how's your fantasy season going, doggy? Well, it's mediocre. I'm one and two, and um, you know, I'm just hitting my stride right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just trying to figure out my lineup and who I'm going to bench and shit like that. You know, the regular shit, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to my next week's matchup. And I'm just taking from there, you know, one week at a time, baby. That's all you got to do. And as someone who's three and zero, and I'll go ahead and say it, Maddie, congratulations. Um, how do you start? How do you begin to look at this now? Three and zero probably means you got a, you know, not a guaranteed shot, but a very good shot of making the postseason, right? That's right. Do you start managing different at about this time, or are you going? Well, now, the now, you know, I'm, since I'm not in catch up with the bye weeks and whatnot, I'm not going to make any drastic moves like like drop a player on a bye week who would normally be a starter just to try to get a win that week. I'm going to hang on to that guy because he's going to serve me well in the playoffs. Now, if I'm starting 0-3 and one of my best players is on the pine and I need a win badly, I might have to drop him and pick somebody up to get that victory. Yeah, you think long term. Yeah, it changes it. And and that's how, you know, you got to, there's different (laughs) schools of thought for what position you're in. Obviously, if you're 3-0, you're thinking long term. You're not sweating, you know, maybe an early loss here and there. uh, But you're looking at the big picture. For guys like me, I got to look at every game as my Super Bowl from here on out. But I'm ready to do it. And one of the big names in this whole season, actually the biggest name in this whole season, hasn't even played a game yet, is Le'Veon Bell. And today... Rumors surface over the last couple of days. Rumors have surfaced that at some point, or even maybe right now, he was rumored to be going to the Jets. Um, I've said all along, if he got traded, I think that would be the best thing for a Le'Veon Bell owner. But I think that's the best thing for all, all, all parties, parties right, right now. Yeah. It might even be the best thing for the Steelers right now, just sure. so they don't have to be asked about that every week. He's yeah. not. He's not going to play for him again. Mm-hmm. Um, he might come back week 10 because uh, there's certain things in the rules where if he comes back by week 10, it's beneficial to him. But then you just have that distraction hang over your head where you got a guy who's unhappy. Now, are you playing him? Is he giving it his all? I think, I think the best thing for everybody right now is a trade. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's going to be hard to trade him because sure. he's not under contract. Mm-hmm. So first, you got to get him to sign that tender before you can even trade Like him. a signing trade, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and how do you get value for a guy like that? Well, it's tough, and you know the thing is, what I look at fantasy wise is he goes to the Jets, and it totally screws up whoever has Bilal Powell or Crowell on their team. Your that draft pick is now ruined after however many weeks, weeks if it did happen. Um, I don't know if it makes sense for the Jets to try to get him because I think. To make a move like that, I think you have to be Super Bowl ready. Yeah, I think I you know? think anyone trading for him has to has to be a contender because exactly. he might be a one year rental. 
Yeah. Right. So you got you got to if you're going to trade for him this year, you got to be looking at the big picture as in we have a chance this year. That's not the Jets. Doggy, I don't see that happening. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. Doggy, where does it make sense for him to go fantasy wise? Um, the Patriots. That's a, that's one of the teams um, they mentioned. You know, shit. Fuck Sony, uh, Sonny Michelle, man. He can't even catch the ball. Mm-hmm. He can't catch. Um, you know, James White is there. Yeah, and he's solid. Yeah, but just stop but that right now because the, the Steelers are not trading Le'Veon Bell to the Patriots. Well, that's, that's not going to happen. What they're they're letting him rot, rot on the sidelines for the rest of the year. That's not going to happen. Yeah, well, that's Super Bowl ready right there. If yeah. you get Le'Veon Bell there, then you got Gordon and Edelman's coming back. 100% Boom. guarantee that, he yeah. doesn't end up on the Patriots. He won't yeah. end up on the Patriots, and he won't end up on the AFC North. Mm-hmm. But listen to this. What, and I think I mentioned this when we were in Vegas. What about him going to somewhere like the Packers? Yeah. Ready for, you know, right? Maybe a, a player away. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, and I don't know, you know, I don't have Green Bay's financials in front of me, but fantasy-wise, I think that would be the most fantasy-relevant team maybe ever if you had Aaron Rodgers with Le'Veon Bell and you have Cobb, you have Devontae Adams, and you have Jimmy Graham. So mm-hmm. pretty good, but we'll see. You it's, have to throw the Allison. check down a lot, though. You know, you need a quarterback that's going to throw that check down. Le'Veon Aaron Rodgers to throw it here and there, mm-hmm. but he's looking to go downfield. Look, man, Le'Veon Brady's caught. going to peel your ass, mm-hmm. you know, with the check down. Yeah. Le'Veon caught 85 balls last year. He's right. not just a, a check down back. He goes out on routes. Yeah, well, they're mostly almost check down. They're not like hella routes. Nah. Well, I think, you know, that's been part of his argument is he should be paid like a receiver because yeah. he does line up as a receiver sometimes. A and he does have that point. So we'll see what happens with Le'Veon. Um, if, of course, if you are a Connor owner, you're feeling safe with that because that establishes Connor as the everyday guy for, you know, as permanent as you can be, uh, at least for this season, if he does get traded. So, of course, we'll keep our eye on that. Um, other moves that happened last week. Two new quarterbacks, two new starters, two new rookies coming in to their teams. Uh, Baker Mayfield with Cleveland and Josh Rosen with Arizona announced today, both starting. Who do you spend your fantasy time with, Doggy? Baker Mayfield, man. Mm-hmm. Shit, I, I got him on my waiver wire right now. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't care if somebody gets him before me, they get him. I want Baker. The number one pick in the draft. If you look at him, man, the guy is so accurate. Yes. He's an accurate passer, man. Mm-hmm. And he's a shit, man. He's a star ready to happen, man. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just, just give him a shot. He got his shot. The next thing you know, he's going to be throwing for three, four fucking touchdowns a game. Yeah. Watch. Watch what I tell you. Maddie, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with him. Look, I, I told you on day one on on the first show when you called this picking uh picking him racist. I said, you know, it's the, it's the right pick, and uh, I, I would take him over Rosen for a couple reasons. Number mm-hmm. one, he's surrounded by more talent. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable when we're talking about the Cleveland Browns, but he is. He actually is. And number two, with with a rookie quarterback, and and you see it year in and year out, the rookie quarterbacks who come in and can make plays with their feet. Those are the guys who score the points, mm-hmm. and Baker Mayfield's one of those kind of guys. Now, those those are the kind of guys who, long term, don't tend to work out as well. We've seen that over and over in the league as well. But if you're sure. looking at picking up a guy for the rest of this year, first of all, if you're looking at picking up May, Mayfield or um, or Rosen right now, your team, your squad's not doing too good. If you need them to start for you, but mm-hmm. Mayfield might put up some points. And you know, in in dynasty leagues, these guys are exactly. already swallowed up, right? Yeah. Or, well, or, actually, or they, or maybe I'm, I'm in two dynasty leagues. Mm-hmm. Mayfield, yes. Rosen, Rosen, he's he's on the pine in both of them, mm-hmm. so he's available. Yeah, it, the thing with me, for both of them, I think you still have to wait. Even with Mayfield, I think you have to wait. Um, you know, these one year wonders come to mind. Deshaun Jack, Deshaun Watson, all of a sudden is now not right. having the yeah. great year. Um, that too. Yeah, he 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 didn't bounce back, and that's why I did not have him rated as high as some of the guys with experience. Um, you know, I need a bigger body of work. Jimmy Garoppolo now injured comes to mind because. You know, he he only had those five games. I need to see a little bit more from Baker. I will say that based on what I saw, just was a Thursday night or whenever that was. Uh, I know that Jarvis Landry is now a wide receiver one. There's no doubt about that, because I think Baker will make take the chances that Tarad did not. And I think that there I mean, there was automatic chemistry when he came on the field. Uh, 20 point performance from uh, Jarvis Landry over 100 yards. Look for more of that coming up. In terms of Rosen, you, uh, you know, Baker has a very short body of work. Rosen has no body of work. So right. I really got to wait on him, too. 
he they did you know good timing. They are starting him at home this week, so we'll see how this goes. These these guys, these quarterbacks who make plays with their feet, they come into the league, and mm-hmm. every year they're exciting. And uh, people get worked up, and it's like it just takes those NFL defenses a year and a year and a half to figure them out. And mm-hmm. most of the time, they're they're not the same, unless it's a guy like uh, Russell Wilson, who's equally good slinging the rock as making plays with his feet. Now, is Baker Mayfield, Mayfield that kind of guy? He might be. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But I, I do it every year in Dynasty. I draft one of these guys late in the draft. I wait for him to start, get a good couple games under their belt looking good, and then I'll trade him for a future first. It, mm-hmm. it never fails because yeah. it's the same pattern. Don't mm-hmm. give up on Deshaun Watson just early, though. Yeah. Don't no. give up on him. Mm-hmm. No, he, he might still be great, but he's he's not going to be what we saw last year. Yeah, it, it's tough to maintain that. And also, I think there may be a, a situation where he may have come back a little too early. He just does not look as dynamic as he did last year. But that could all change because I know he has it in him. Keeping with quarterbacks, these penalties that have oh, <laughs> just man. these late it's killing the league, man. <laughs> these hits, especially with Green Bay and um, who am I thinking about? Um, last night's game, yeah, last the yeah. Steelers, the Steelers game, yes. But it, I mean, Matthews is what I'm thinking about. Um, it's terrible to lose a real game like this. I'm sure in the league, I'm sure it sucks, and I haven't been on this side of a losing thing yet i haven't lost this way i've lost just about every way this you can this year but to lose a game on a call like that is probably the worst thing ever um to have a game extended like say for instance if that play was a play that ended that game for you Mm -hmm. as a fantasy player um and now it extends and now whoever you know whoever the quarterback is goes on um uh alex smith goes on and throws 10 more passes picks up 10 more points or whatever yeah that sucks for fantasy but it also sucks for uh, the NFL, sure. You know what I mean? It's 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 making the product not as good. It's cost it, it can cost a franchise literally tens of millions of dollars. Yes. Of I mean, you can't hit the guy low. You can't hit him high. You can't hit him with a, your helmet. If he gives himself up, can't hit him. And now you can't put all your body weight on him. That what does that make even any mean? Sense. Yeah, like, I don't understand. You're that. running at a guy full speed. Sure. Yeah. Launching I can see yourself. if you slam a guy, mm-hmm. like pick him up and. Body slam him like the guy did uh, yeah. McMahon that year. Remember back yeah. in the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vega? that's a penalty. That's a penalty. But you can't land on him with all your weight. That doesn't make it's any not sense. It. Mm-hmm. The laws of physics do not allow you to, you know, I mean, you're, you you dive in the air at somebody, you get a hold of him, you're going to land with all your weight on him. You know, I think I said it before, but it's important to protect the quarterbacks. That sure. is the franchise. That's That's what drives the market. But... Playing football is risky business. Yes. Mm-hmm. We know that now. If you decide to be a football player, you know that going in. You might get hurt. You might end up with a brain injury. We mm-hmm. should do, they should do what they can to protect them. But at the same time, you got to let it be football. You got to let them hit. Yeah. You know, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't stop uh, lumberjacking because lumberjacks are dying all the time. Yeah. You know, they, they want to be lumberjacks. They know the risks involved and, and they become lumberjacks. You want to be a professional quarterback? You're going to make a lot of money, but you might end up with brain damage. That's the, the sad reality of it. You can't legislate the violence out of the game. No, you're you're right. You're absolutely right. And I don't I, I don't know what the next step is. Like, is, do defenders now, when they got a shot at the quarterback, do they now push him as hard as they can to where that's even more dangerous? Because you can't coach the shit. You can't. You can't coach it. How are they going to coach it? No, that this rule can't last. No. I mean, it, they're going to change it mm-hmm. before the end of the season. They're going to change it. Yeah, it's going to be tough to change in season. That's, I mean, that's even, the hard even part. Ben Roethlisberger after last night's game See, came out and weird. said it's it's getting ridiculous. Yeah. And he's a quarterback. Yeah, no, you know and I mean? he takes a lot of uh, yeah. punishment. Yeah. No, most a lot, a lot of quarter. I think even, even Alex Smith said the same thing, and I think um, Aaron Rodgers said the same thing. Is it just and you know Brady's laughing at it? Oh yeah, no, they want they want to be, feel like a part of the game, and I think they accept the injuries just like anybody. I else. think that's why we have that rule. Guys like Brady and Breeze are seventy five years old, and they, the league wants to extend their career. I think we got that rule from Aaron Rodgers last year. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That that shoulder had, it ended his season for the most part. He came back, but wasn't the same. And then you know, so. There we go. And speaking of, we were talking about Brady a minute ago and all these quarterbacks. Brady did not look good uh, Sunday night. Uh, the Patriots did not look good Sunday night. And we've everyone's written their obituary like 20 times. And, oh, God, oh, this is the on. year. Don't They're silly. awful. Are they done? You know, I will say that I don't recall them having 
I think this is probably the worst receiver core they've had. But keep in mind that Edelman <laughs> and, and just Gordon. Got Josh Gordon. So, so I think we'll pump the brakes on. Right. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll bounce I, who's, back. Who's saying the Patriots are done? You see it on morning uh, uh, TV. Uh, the guy Max Kellerman said that this is the year that Brady falls off the cliff. I was a believer of that early on, but after some research, and I, I couldn't uh, not take Brady, Brady. Brady looks fine. He yeah. just he doesn't have any weapons. Yeah, right. And but they're, Edelman's coming back. They mm-hmm. just got Gordon. You know, they've been signing a new receiver every week. That's obviously because Brady's not happy with with his weapons. Sure. Uh, it has nothing to do with Brady. And the page, as long as they got Belichick and Brady, the page, you can't rate them off. That's a silly statement. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that I think they'll be fine. And I think that I don't know if Josh Gordon necessarily has a big season, but I think he helps others have big seasons. I think Gronk becomes better. I think Edelman becomes better. I think Brady becomes better. All he has to do is be able to run in a straight line really fast down the sideline <laughs> and pick and make a safety come over and help. The and ball the, will and find the Patriot you. season is fixed because yeah. that's going to open up the middle for Gronk and Edelman. Mm-hmm. Okay, so looking back at last week, and you know we like to break down the week, tell you guys how we did and what we thought, and so on and so forth. Disappointment of the week, doggy. What? Who was your disappointment? What was your big disappointment? Fuck, man, mm-hmm. Kenyon Drake. Yeah, dude. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Did you say, say him last week too? No, I believe you did. Did I? I, I might have. So. I don't know, but fuck, dude. Yeah, it's just I. I just That's don't understand what's up. going on. Yeah. You know, just fuck. Just fuck. Yeah, that about sums it up. I'm just pissed. Yeah, it's it's tough there because you got Frank Gore there. You know that Frank Gore is going to eat up, if nothing else, those goal line carries. So the value is already diminished with Kenyon Drake. I thought he played well last year. I mean, I thought he was, I think he he was was the leading back last year. And I don't know why either Miami doesn't trust him or he doesn't trust himself, but it's just. It's not a good situation, and probably one you should look to get out of if uh, it continues much longer. Meaning, like maybe another week. Um, Maddie, your biggest disappointment? I got, I got two. I can't, yeah. I can't pick from the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm in four leagues. I yeah. was about to be twelve and zero. I lost by one point in Jesus. one of my leagues. Jesus. And I chose to start this Sean Jackson now. The the last two weeks, I kept him on my bench. He mm-hmm. went off for 60 points in those two weeks. So I'm like, you know, I, I just I can't let that happen again. Mm-hmm. I put him in there. He got me six points. Meanwhile, I had, uh, I had uh, uh, what's his name, from the Chargers on my bench with, with 24 points, mm-hmm. uh, Williams. Then yeah. I also got uh, Corey Clement, right? So I, I, <laughs> I tried to get sneaky. I put him in there over Isaiah Crowell, who went off for 20 points. Yeah. And because, you know, Ajay was out, mm-hmm. Sproles was out. I thought, well, you know, Clement's going to be the man. He's going to be a beast. He had an okay game. He got 11 points. That's not bad. But yeah. uh, a lot of that work went to his backup, which Swint. I didn't Small see. Smallwood. Yeah. Small yeah, yeah, he, he had a big game. He had 20 points. He got the 20 points I thought yeah. Clement would. No, dude, it it gets mm. very frustrating. My two big things, we mentioned the Patriots. I was, you know, it's tough to be mad at Tom Brady. He lit up. He did very well the first previous two weeks. The Patriots just didn't show up and did not have an answer for Detroit, which, it you know, Matt Patricia used to coach for them. He knew stuff. That was a disappointment. And also, again, the injury notifications, folks. I, I lost a kicker that way a week ago. This week, I'm sitting there waiting on Marvin Jones in another league, and they say, okay, well, I had no other receiver later, so I had to go with Amendola earlier because I didn't know if the guy was going to play Sunday night. The only thing I could get in the morning was – they're optimistic, which doesn't help you and sounds like you're going to take a zero if he doesn't play. So, of course, Marvin Jones scores, I think, 16 or 17. Amadola scores seven. Didn't help. I ended up losing by more yeah, than man, that but anyway. That's, but that's gamemanship in the NFL. Coaches yeah. do that. And, yeah. and who's famous for that is Belichick. So, yeah. you, I mean, you just got to make the best possible decision you can make in those situations. Yeah. No, that those things sting, but you press on. Um, rising star. Who's the rising star out there that nobody knows about, doggy? Oh, that nobody knows about. Or or a few people know about. Let's say that. Shit, man. You dig deep. Ted Ginn. He, he's been like balling. I said last week. <laughs> again. Yeah. Ted Ginn I don't again. know if you can call you know, a 48-year-old wide receiver a Ted, rising star. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, nobody really knows. I he's mean, a he's falling like, star. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what else? <laughs> yeah. James White. James White's been pretty solid. Yeah, but he's been, like someone he's been like solid. young. Like a young young cat, oh, like a rookie or a oh, of course. Uh, well, they know your boy in uh, Atlanta. Oh, Ridley, Ridley. yeah. He oh went off. man, he went you off. Know, yeah, he went off. You had to tell me about that. I was like, what? 
Yeah, 40. At yep. least 40 points in Three most leagues. Three touchdowns. Ridiculous. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Geronimo Allison. I've been I've been singing his name since week yeah. one. And, yeah. uh, you know, if he, he looks he looks to be stepping into that number two position over Cobb. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's their deep threat. He's he's kind of replacing Jordy Nelson in that deep threat. So I'm going to keep riding him. I, think, I like mm-hmm. Washington also with the Steelers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, another deep threat. I don't. I think Pittsburgh has like forty receivers or something they, like that. They, they got a lot of them. Yeah, and they just keep rolling them out every year. And we're talking about that on my Tomlin <laughs> rant. <laughs> Tomlin rant coming up, folks. We're gonna make it a weekly segment on this show because <laughs> Maddie comes in pissed up. every every Tuesday. Um, for me, the rising star Corey Davis from Tennessee, um, and he's under the radar a little bit. You know, not huge games, ten point double digit games the first couple of weeks. Took a backseat last week playing the Jaguars. That's understandable. Um, the thing with him is they are going to him. He is undisputably the number one. They are going to him, and things that are different this year than last. He's getting more break away from tackles. Last year, they did a study, you know, all these analytics, which I don't hang my hat on, but I did read it, that he's breaking tackles at a higher rate than he has been. I think at some point, the value, the volume that he's getting is going to mix with his uh, escapability, if you will. And I think he's going to explode. You also have Mariota coming back now, hopefully healthy. Hopefully that hand is where it needs to be. And... This is a do or die year for Mariota. Okay. Right, that, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I was gonna say about yeah. Davis. He's got all, he's got all the talent in the world. Sure, um, but you're hanging your hat there on Mariota, and I, I I wouldn't do that. Yeah, well, he's got to put the ball up. But that if we're talking about a rising star, I'm gonna say Corey Davis. Uh, think he's gonna he has a good matchup this week. Um, think got to go with him. Let me give you one more sure. before you get off this subject. Okay. Um, number 11 from Cleveland. What's his name? Coleman? Uh, Callaway. His mama named Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Yeah. Callaway. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's him. I know it started with a C. But, uh, man, Baker Mayfield's man, and he's going to be the number two receiver over there behind Jarvis Landry. Sure. And you know, he, he should have been. Like, Rashard Higgins. He likes him, too. But, see, he should have been a higher draft pick, but, you know, he has some problems in college and shit. Yeah. But, hey. I like that guy, man. And had some problems like immediately after college too, yeah. with the suspended license and the yeah. weed. And That's yeah. why they couldn't keep Josh Gordon too. They got a new Josh Gordon. What one more rising star sure. who I mentioned earlier who I love, Mike Williams. I love this guy coming out of college. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, with the Chargers. I, yeah, I, lo- I loved him coming out of college. He's a big target. He he catches everything. He's a great uh end zone option. Went to a good team with a great quarterback. You know, he he was injured his first year. Now he finally seems to be healthy, and he's moving up that depth chart. He looks, he's looking to be Philip Rivers' second option in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I think he has a touchdown in each game so far, too. Yeah, I might not be right about that, but no. he's been, he's been, he's, he's been active, and they're going to use him. I think he's mm-hmm. jumped ahead of uh, the other Williams on the team, Tyrell. Yep. Is it Tyrell? Yeah. yeah, and he's I think the definite number two, or at least he's performing like one. Uh, made some big catches the last couple of weeks, so that is uh, a, 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 someone you should keep your eye on. Um, fourth week of season. They were approaching week four. That's the first week of bye weeks. And so now you, this is really the time when you are not only being a GM, you're now being a coach because now you have a body of work from all the teams. You've had three, three games and you can kind of tell at least in the, you know, the medium range uh, period of time, how these teams are going to be. You know, if you have a good defense after three games, you're probably going to have a good defense for half or most of the season, right? So, bye week management. What do you What are you looking for when you're considering bye weeks, Maddie? Well, I said earlier it's different depending on your record, but at but at three and zero, I'm not dropping anyone just for a one week fill in Mm -hmm. right now because I'm not desperate for a win. Yeah. Uh, This week we only have Carolina and uh, Washington on buys. Uh, so you should be able to get through this this week without having to make any major changes. But what what you want to look for is uh, you want to look at what your how many guys your opponent has on by versus what you have on by, and then make the analysis for if you have to make major adjustments to your team for that one week, or if you can try to coast through it with your roster and deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and doggy, how do you handle bye weeks? Well, I just prepare for it like the week ahead. Just mm-hmm. make sure I don't have too many players and my starters on the same bye week. And uh, make sure I have the bench ready and solid players going. I just cruise right through bye week, man. Yeah. yeah I don't even worry about it too much. 
Yeah, I like to look two to three weeks out ahead to see what I'm going to need in the future. So I can maybe, if I need a quarterback, I can get one maybe two weeks out as opposed to that week. Because you want you don't want to be in a situation where your opponent snatches a quarterback from you as you need one or snatches a guy you want as a defensive move. Um, also, I think it works both ways. I think if you are if you plan well enough, if you're organized, you can play defense against your opponent and look at their bye weeks. Hey, this guy needs a receiver, such and such. I have an extra spot on my bench. Let me go snatch this guy. Now that's some next level. Shit. That's some next yeah, level that's shit, some right? Diabolical stuff. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's, that's how I look at it. So from from here on out, that's how you're managing. That's in addition to you know now I think you're also playing. You're 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 trusting your draft still but i think you're now looking at what the players have done so far to make your lineup choices at least that's how i look at it after week three um injury management there's been a ton of injuries um i've been affected (laughs) in a major way by most of them um how do you deal with injuries doggy well shit i haven't been affected this year but (laughs) i'm just so quick to drop a motherfucker it depends on the injury yeah you know um so, you know, if it's injuries like six to eight weeks and mm-hmm. and and if you're like Olsen or somebody like that, I got to keep you. Yeah. You know, just for the um, end of the season. But other than that, man, shit, I'll get rid of you in a heartbeat because you can't help me. Mm-hmm. I need to win the next week. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So that's how I deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. Here's how I will sneak up and win some leagues. Okay. All right. Mo- most people, when they're, when they're going into the uh, add and drops for the week, they look at who had the hottest week last week. Let mm-hmm. me pick up that guy. Oh, I'm going to go get Will Disley because he had 20 points, and then he lays a stinker the next week. Sure. Right? I, at this time of year, you're gonna, in the, over the next few weeks, you're going to start to see a lot of running backs go down. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's going to jump on those backups. I like to use at least one, maybe two roster spots to be proactive about that. And not handcuff my own players, but handcuff other people's players. Get those. Look at the teams who have a running back in there for three downs, like the Steelers, uh, Chargers, like the Chargers, the Rams. And I like to go get that backup. Mm-hmm. And then I don't want to say I'm rooting for an injury, but I'm kind of rooting for an injury. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that can, that can make your whole season right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go out and break a leg. Like I was literally, thinking, I say, oh, Melvin yeah. Gore's going to go down. I, got I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> you're going to you're going to you're going to pick up. Uh, who you going to pick up this week? Who had a big week? You know, uh, that that guy from Miami, the Albert Wilson, right? You yeah, pick him up. He had twenty points, and next week he's going to get eight. Mm-hmm. Or are you going to get a guy who's who's backing up Gurley, who could be getting twenty points a game three weeks from now when Gurley goes down? Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, it's I've it's been tough for me to handcuff people because it's too much. Stuff you have to don't to handcuff predict. your own team. Yeah, that's the mistake Other people, people make because yeah. you handcuff. If your star goes down, mm-hmm. if you if you have a a girly and he goes down, your you, you, your season's mostly over. You can mm-hmm. still be, get clever and stay in it, but you're going to have more success handcuffing other people's players. Number one, now you have trade bait on your hands. Mm-hmm. Number two, you you just got a stud runner out of thin air. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like a guy like Jalen Samuels, right? Mm-hmm. He hasn't scored a point all year. He's he's backing up James Conner right now. But he's next in line if Conner goes, goes down. down. Sure. And they're using Conner 30 times a game running and, and receiving. Mm-hmm. And, and that guy that guy's not used to that kind of wear and tear. It's a guy who might go down. Yeah, that that's a heady play. Um I look at injuries a couple ways. Uh you know, when I'll take the tight ends cuz I lost a tight end both leagues. That's been my luck so far. Who'd you lose? I lost Delaney Walker in one and I lost Greg Olson in another. Olsen's so, back now, isn't he? Well, he's he may come back. He, they're, they're, I think he's a couple weeks away, possibly. Okay. He's not as bad as they originally thought, thank God. But, you know, the somebody would have a reflex and just say, you know what, let me just go get uh, Delaney Walker's replacement. Let me go get Olsen's replacement. And, and respectively, that would be Jonu Smith and Ian Thomas. Okay. If you did that, you're not loving life right now because neither of those guys has performed. Uh, it's It's not a guarantee that these guys are going to get the volume those two guys got because they're substantially better. They're all-stars at their position. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. What I tend to do more frequently is look to see who's the next guy up. Who's the next guy who's available out there? Who's the best tight end I can get? And can I? is he a guy that I can keep for a long period of time, or am I going to have to stream? Am I going to have to pick a new one every week? And that's what I've done so far. I've had some successes, some failures. I had Ben Watson at four points um, a couple weeks ago who had a touchdown. It would have been a double-digit lead, as I mentioned before, but that was a failure. But then this week, Tyler Eifert with 13 points. Picked him up. Can't really go with him, I don't think, this week 
because, I mean, I don't like the matchup, and you're always just a play away on him from getting hurt. So there's a long-term plan for injuries. There's a short-term plan, the streaming plan. That's usually what I tend to go with, but both have worked and both can work. Two tight ends who might still be available. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Eric Ebron. Yeah. He's coming up. Uh, now, he dropped another ball in Indy this weekend. That's kind of been his M.O., <laughs> That's but him. he's getting a lot of looks. And uh, I hope I say this name right, Godare with the Eagles. His mama named Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Oh, wow. Go- um, yeah, he's, I know. He's, you're their sec- <laughs> he's their second tight end. Number 88. He, yeah, he's a rookie last year. He's their second tight end, but he's got skills. And until Alshon Jeffries comes back, they're they're hurting for weapons in the middle of the field. He's, he's going to get those looks. Sure. You know, tight end, it's the thinnest position in fantasy, and mm-hmm. it's why... It, in every draft, I always use a high pick on a tight end because, in fact, in, in my league this year, I used two high picks. I went out and I got I got um, Kelsey and then I got Jimmy Graham because if you can get a guy like Gronk or Kelsey who's getting you 20 points to that position where everybody else is getting six, seven points, you got a big leg up on everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, wide receivers deep, running back not quite as deep, but fairly deep. Tight end, you got five guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's... It's tough, and especially after a Delaney goes down and Olsen goes down and everyone else, you're not going to get Kelsey after you had one of them. You're you're really scrapping. And so, How about Vance McDonald? McDonald did you pick him ooh, up now? Tough run uh, the other night, or yeah, last night. Tough run with that that uh, forearm shiver he yeah. gave the guy. That, that was beautiful. But it's a tough position. Um, just stay at it in terms of tight ends. Uh, you know, stream, look for the matchup now. After week three... <coughs> You have the body of work, like I said previously. Um, where were we right last week, guys? Um, Maddie, where were you right? All right, where was I right? Uh, well, you know, I went three and one, so I was pretty right all over the place. But mm-hmm. specifically, what, what did we talk about? Well, Lamar Jackson. Sure. Let's, let's get back to week one conversation. <laughs> you were all fired up about <laughs> Baker Mayfield being taken number one and Lamar Jackson going at the end sure. of the round. Yeah. You still feel that way? Still feel that was a racist I th- pick. I think the the terminology used to describe both athletes was was still of a racist tone. Now, in ter- I never dis- disputed the talent. Never disputed the talent. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Well, I feel like I was right on Baker Mayfield. Now it's only been really like one you know, game. Two qu- yeah, it's one been game. one game. Right. But uh, <laughs> so far, I'm right on that. Yeah. After the uh, one game. Matt Ryan, I recommended sure. recommended him for my start of the week. He went off for 40 points, so mm-hmm. I was right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to preempt you because I know you're going to tell us all you were right by picking the Browns to win before <laughs> yes. the Steelers or the Raiders. Yeah. Yes. And the Browns did win. So congratulations. But that's yeah. a, on a technicality, they won by calendar, but it's all week three. Are you really, so, you're debating with the Cleveland brand, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers have sunk in that low to where you, you're trying <laughs> to debate on when they won. Yes, it, I am, sir. Pittsburgh should have won well before yep. Cleveland, including yes, the sir. game they played against Cleveland. Yep, Mike so Tomlin. my victory. All right. Doggy, where were you right? I'm sick of this shit. I'm Go ahead. Trying to think. I'm always right, right? Yeah. But um, James White. Yeah. You know, I was right with James White putting him in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. And um, he came through for me with a little bit of snaps, too. Yeah. Caught a touchdown and caught some little dump passes and shit like that. And um, Carlos Hyde, mm-hmm. you know, just breaking out the box on that Thursday night. You know, He's I looking said, like a beast right now. And, yeah. you know, one thing about Carlos Hyde now, he's going to be a beast because Baker Mayfield is back there now. Yeah. Fuck that Tyrod Taylor bullshit, right? Yeah. No. So Baker Mayfield's going to come, and they're going to spread the – Field man and shit. Hyde's gonna get busy. You can't put eight in the box. No, you can't put eight in the box no more. Yeah, yeah I mean Hyde, Hyde's a talented back. I yeah. mean, to, before he had that injury, he was you know he was being talked about as a top ten back. Sure. Yeah, and he's he's looking good to form right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not so good news for Chubb owners because I right. I think it's gonna be a while till he starts getting more than five six carries a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I will say at least in the short term, Mayfield raises everybody on the team. Fuck you got yeah. Njoku, and I mentioned earlier Landry. Forgot to mention um, uh, um, Hyde, right? So Hyde, I think, also becomes a better player, a better fantasy player for you uh, with the start of Baker Mayfield. I hope he runs all through my Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> your, fantasy's more, your fantasy team is more important, more important than your actual team. Exactly. <laughs> and, Doggy, I notice you pick white every – you, you pick white every week. Are you turning white? White power. Yeah. 
or you? No, is, I'm not. Is this racial? Is this, no, it's no. Not, is it, he is a, a Trump lover. So. He does. I love do love Trump. Trump. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's a whole other story, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Um, I was right with Giovanni Bernard. Um, you know, Josh Gordon, not the best pickup of the week. I think Giovanni got a solid 14 points most places, right? Was that right? You can call that right, yeah. I guess. I think that's right. I think it was a solid pickup, and I think it would be a solid pickup again this week. He's yep. Like I said, he's going to play on three downs. He's going to get the ball. Uh, that line has blocked for Mixon. It could block for him. And we still don't know for sure when Mixon's coming back. So roll with Giovanni if you got him. Um, good pickup, but you can't already say uh, Gordon wasn't the best pickup of the week. We haven't seen him yet. You're being, you're that's being true, but, but the clock is ticking. If you're trying to win games, Giovanni could have helped you win a game last week. Gordon could not. Gordon might fill the drugs. Yeah, but you know Gordon that's, has the higher ceiling. Well, he has, a, but he has a much lower floor. Well, of course. And it's usually the, the floor of a, like a crack. He crack-up. might have the highest ceiling and lowest floor of any player in the NFL. Yeah, the, highest ceiling and lowest floor. Yeah, the lowest floor is like the floor of a crack den yeah. <laughs> somewhere. Well, yeah. yeah that's that's, that's the lowest floor you yep. can get to. So. Yeah, roll with Giovanni again. Um, I, don't, I don't think he was a crackhead. I think no. I'm sorry, the weed. That was yeah, unfair. Yeah, the weed. Yeah, sorry, I don't it's, think he was. Didn't he like the, the sugar a little bit? I think. I, mean, I don't know. It's always tough. I think it's it was a, alcohol and weed. Oh, okay. It's, it's a deadly path. It's a deadly path. <laughs> Stay clear of it. Stay in school, kids. Remember that. Um, we mentioned Cleveland. I won't brag about that, but you guys know I called that. That was beautiful. It was, I, it was awesome. Thank you. Um, let's see. Uh, what else did I say? Oh, kickers. You guys make fun of your kickers. Vinatieri, 45 years old, 10 points. All you want from a kicker. Picked him up because I lost their line. Glad to have him. You keep drafting kickers, you'll be 0-16 by the end of this. <laughs> I'm bouncing back. Ficken, the kicker for the Raiders, not, I'm sorry, kicker for the Rams. Not automatic, just like I predicted. Um, because he does not have the leg strength of uh, Zerline, the, the Rams are not going to frequently use him for those long field goals he missed a field goal i think he ended up with five points on a you know very explosive offensive team uh you know if you got vanitary roll with him um where i was wrong and i was wrong on two counts here couldn't see buffalo beating minnesota any possible way did and i think that's most of america too but all the same wrong as part of that i said charles clay would have a good game because they'd be passing because they'd be behind so early that blew that up as well, too. Charles Clay, I think, got four points. So I was wrong there on both counts. Um, who are we adding and dropping this week? Shit, I'm adding uh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and it's I'm the dropping, Baker Mayfield show. Yeah, I'm dropping Penny. Yeah. I'm dropping Penny in Seattle because Carson, he turned into a monster. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's getting the workload up there. And, um, I'm dro- you know, that's that's one of my um, avenues. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm looking into. All right. Uh, Maddie? I'm, I'm going out wide receiver. Um, I'm going to add a couple white boys. I'm adding Jordy Nelson. I think he showed this week that uh, he still got it. Okay. Um, you know, everybody was worried about him with the, the injury and the speed. He, he still got it. He had mm-hmm. a big game. And if he's out there, you go add Edelman right now because he's going to be back in uh, two weeks, I believe. Sure thing. Uh, so get him now. Don't, don't wait till next week. And finally, I'm going to add James Washington from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, he hasn't done a ton so far this year, but mm-hmm. the the Steelers, when they draft a receiver, they come in hot. He's going to be by week five or six or be the third receiver, and he's going to be making big plays. Mm-hmm. Get him now. And one more person, B. That's Ridley. Whew, Ridley. You yeah. got to, you know, of you course. Ridley. Of course. Yeah. I don't think he's available, a, though. A good one. I'm going to drop a good one, Marquise. Good I don't one. think Ridley is available in too many Well, leagues. he's available in our league, is in the Coxman League. Well, get to so that waiver wire. Going. <laughs> write that down right yeah, now. He's available right now. <laughs> and there he goes, going to the waiver wire, folks, <laughs> right away. Committed player right during the podcast. Because if you think about it, like, with Ridley out there, Julio had, what was the guy that retired um, a few years ago that was really good, um, number 84, Rodney uh, White. Oh, Rod- Roddy White. Yes, Roddy yes, White. Yes, yes, so yes, yes. it's like Dax. I see that combination coming again. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like a young Roddy White. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, I mean so. he's been scary. I mean, the, the, on Sunday he was very scary, and yeah. uh, you really got to look at him. Um, Julio is still the man there, obviously, but and hasn't done shit this year. Yeah, yet. but you, he's still Julio Jones. He's still Julio Jones, and that sixty point game is out there. So if you're playing him that week, God help you. Um, my ads and drops. Tyler Boyd with Cincinnati. Um, couple things. Uh, AJ Green looks like he might 
be hurt. It's very groin t- injury. Yeah, groin injury. Tough. Those are never good. They get worse before they get better. Yeah, and can't get a whole lot of information so far. Um, but if he's out there, he's worth getting. Tyler Boyd is actually neck and neck just about in terms of targets with A.J. Green. Mm-hmm. And he's giving you WR1 production he's from the W2. You're, you're also a week behind because I, I recommended to add him last week. Well, where Matt was right. I, okay, well, did, well, yeah. So, exponent. An exponent <laughs> <laughs> to the second power on that one. So Tyler Boyd with Cincinnati has a good, uh, actually great uh, lineup or great matchup with Atlanta this week. Worth picking up. Um I also like, this is the time, after week three, where you start to take advantage of the poor offenses. And you throw away your script from your draft and say, oh, man, these defenses are the greatest. You say, no, throw them away. Let's go after the weak teams. Let's go after the Arizonas. Let's go after the Buffaloes and pick the defense that's playing them and try to ride that through the rest of the year. That's This is the time you do that. It's a good strategy, but that would not have worked too well this past week with Minnesota and Buffalo. That's why you wait till the week three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, wait, you wait until the body of work has been established, and now you can pick. And the interesting thing there is, um, and I'll, I'll kind of tip my hand a little bit, Arizona this week, and it will go. In, this rolls right into the sneaky play sort of thing, because uh, that will be the, the next sort of segment. Sneaky play of the week. Um, Arizona, uh, Seattle's defense versus Arizona. Um, you got Josh Rosen making his first start. You got Seattle's defense. It's not as good as it used to be, but it's Seattle. Now, this is a hit or miss sort of proposition because because he's at home. Josh Rosen has an opportunity. This has the, the kind of feel of a game where will you guys ever remember when? Do you remember where, where you were when Josh Rosen threw for 400 yards in his first game? The home factor kind of muddies it a little bit, but the fact is, it is his first game. Um, Pete Carroll's going to throw everything at this kid that you could imagine. I think you could at least count for a pick or two and a couple sacks. So S- Seattle is my sneaky play of the week. I just sort of transitioned into that, and I hope you guys can keep up with me there. I like that play. Okay. Sneaky play of the week, Matty. Uh, I'm going to give you Higgins from Cleveland. Okay. Um, I think... Uh, Baker Mayfield established some uh, connection with him mm-hmm. through the preseason. Mm-hmm. So I think he might um, get a lot more targets than everyone's expecting. Okay. Higgins has been it's been solid a couple of years ago. I, I liked him a couple of years ago. I think I had him on my team for a minute. Doggy, sneaky play. Sneaky. 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 I mean, it's not so sneaky if they did well last week, right? Well, it's, it could be sneaky. Depending. Jordy Nelson. Still, yeah, that could be sneaky because a lot of people still don't have him on their team. Yeah, they don't, you know, trust him. Yeah, you know, they don't trust Derek Carr either. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that would be my sneaky play of the week because it seems like they're getting like a nice chemistry Mm -hmm. because he runs great routes. Yeah, you know, and all Derek Carr has to do is uh, find him. How did Amari do this week? I wasn't paying attention to him. Um, He didn't do too cool. Yeah, that's Amari. He did average. Yeah, he he's just is he the most overrated player in the NFL? I mean, mm. he, he's had a few big games. Otherwise, he's just been a, a constant disappointment. He, I, I don't know if he's the biggest, dis, most overrated. I don't he know if he's be there. the most overrated receiver. But I, you never run out of people on Twitter who just have this loyalty to him that is totally unexplainable. They're like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you put Amari in there? And you're like, he hasn't done shit in like a year and a half right. now. How so. did, how, I, I didn't see the game. How did Martavius Bryant look for the Martavius, Martavius Bryant looked Martavius. He, he looked good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he, when they, when he got the target, you know, mm-hmm. he's a big target. And, um, you know, Derek Hart, they usually throw him the ball in space so he can, you know, use his athleticism and, you yeah. know, run, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so, uh, he did pretty good. You know, he did pretty good. Yeah, he's in that Josh Gordon vein. He's got the size, the speed, the talent, yeah. and he's a fuck-up. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like Josh Gordon light. Sure. <laughs> so, it's time. Let's see. Oh, let's see. Yeah, okay. Maddie will get on his soapbox. This is his weekly soapbox rant. We're gonna I don't want this to be weekly, but it's just working <laughs> out that way because <laughs> Mike Tomlin might be the most overrated coach in my lifetime. Okay. This guy's talked about in such a reverent manner. Okay, so let, let's just... Uh, we don't need to review everything that's happened the past couple of years. Okay. Or even the past couple of weeks. Let's just look at last night. All right. So they come into last night with 24 penalties, most in the NFL. Sure. Last night they add 13. 
So they're getting worse. All right, they're at thirty-seven <laughs> penalties. Nice. So they're get, they're getting worse. Yeah. Um, you have week after week undisciplined, stupid things these players are doing. Last night in the middle of the game, uh, receiver Godwin catches a ball. You can see he falls down. I'm yelling at my TV. Touch him, touch him. He gets up, runs another 40 yards for a touchdown. Now, by some lucky miracles, you know, one of the players touched his shoelace on the way down. But that's just undisciplined defense. Mm -hmm. That's that's coaching. You you take the player down, you touch him every play. You Mm got to know that. No matter what. Yeah, I, I mean, and we're seeing stuff like that every single week. The the, the punt the week before, where the the player turned his back on the punt, and he's lucky it didn't bounce off his back. So now you, they blew a fourteen point lead to the Browns, lost the game. Now last night they're up by twenty to the mm-hmm. lowly Bucks yeah. at halftime. Yeah. Now I'm not in favor of running out the clock mm-hmm. when you're up by one score with eight minutes to go. Mm-hmm. But when you're up twenty, start to slow down the pace a little bit. You know, he still came out and threw 75 times in the second half, mm. put the Bucks right back in the game, and were it not for that touchdown being called back, they would have lost the game. Mm-hmm. If it also wasn't for Ben pulling off a miracle on the last play offensively, they would have lost the game. And then what he does is when they're finally down to one score, and now there is seven minutes left in the game and it's one score, now he tries to run the clock out. You have three yards rushing in the game, literally three yards. Mm-hmm. And now, when you didn't try to protect the 20-point lead, now with seven minutes, you think you're going to run the clock out with seven minutes? He just makes bad end-of-game decisions. His team is undisciplined. Everybody's fighting in the locker room. Mm. He's garbage. And then at the end of the game, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I yelled at my wife I was so mad. And she, didn't, she didn't deserve it. She's yeah. a good girl. She's in the kitchen making cookies for me. Right. And I, I had to go off because... Because the cookies? <laughs> no. The end of the game, after all that, you mm-hmm. got the announcer, who who I got to say is black, because I think this is now a black thing. I sure. think he comes out and he says, he says, Mike Tomlin understands how to coach. He has never had a losing season in Pittsburgh. His back is up against the wall, mm-hmm. and he knows how to deal with adversity. What game is he watching? <laughs> what game was that guy watching? Well, it, you know, for Pittsburgh... It is. It's one of those things where they're just they. They may not be just. They may not be a good team. They have the more offensive talent on that team sure. than any team. But in the defensively, league. there's problems, and it looks as Tom though a defensive coach. Yeah, yeah, That's I think I, we get that. And it looks as though he's lost some control of the team. But you know, Maddie, I was telling you, people are beginning to line up, and I think it's probably because of you, because you're the only guy talking about this. So black folks have. I guess are in the process of uniting. Yeah, I and think so. And they're going to come, and they're they're praising Tomlin, and they're probably going to come to your front lawn. Maybe please do. Maybe kick the cross that you burned there last night off the <laughs> front lawn. I got more crosses where that came from. <laughs> and they're they're joining. And what I mean by that is, uh, Stephen A. and Ryan Clark oh, were sweet. on um, Stephen A.'s show this morning, and Ryan Clark should know better. Now Stephen A. he's he's a shill. Yeah. Now, here, here he comes to the aid of any black man in any situation. He's like the. Uh, the Al Sharpton of the of mm-hmm. the commentating world, sure. But Ryan Clark should know better. Well, they got together, and it was bizarre because in the middle of this uh, conversation they were having about the game last night, it became sort of a testimonial on um, Tomlin's skills as a coach. Um, I'm going to go ahead and try to place this as we listen. So, Maddie, if you put on your headsets, we'll see if we can do this. Stephen A., I have an issue with the way that Mike T. is viewed as a coach. Right, I have an issue with him being talked about. As someone who isn't a good coach, as someone who hasn't, and not by you, someone who hasn't excelled at his at his job mm-hmm. outside of Bill Belichick. If you look at winning percentage, you look at uh, Super Bowl appearances. Any other coach would be applauded for what he's done as the Pittsburgh Steelers Absolutely. head coach. Man, and he's I think been a lot applauded. of times, <laughs> Let for him whatever reason, he is not giving the given the respect that his record. Deserves and so I asked that quick guy. I was only pausing you because yeah. I want you, as somebody who played for him, to elaborate on what he brings to the table that people like the Terry Bradshaws of right. the world may so, have been, may have missed because they basically say he's a player's coach, he's rah rah, right. he's motivational, but he's not dis- he's not a disciplinarian, he's not strong in the X's and O's. Maybe because he's a black man. Of his <laughs> right. game. That must be it. Been the two Super Bowl titles, <laughs> been about three or four AFC Championship <laughs> games. What the hell are you talking about? Well, and there was validity. The, the stats add up. Those, those are the stats. But I'm just saying that Reverend Jesse Jackson may be giving you a call. <laughs> 
First of all, nice job dropping in that clip. Well done. That was seamless. But Stephen A. Smith is just, I mean, I think he just, he, he just rushes to all these causes. And, and he, all Stephen A. Smith wants to do is hear his own voice. And that's, that's what he does. He, he, he gets in there for these causes, gets his voice out there. He doesn't know shit. Yeah, it it just seemed odd in the middle of that that they were talking, and then it became well, I brought you on so you could vouch for this guy, right? Because <laughs> right? because yeah. but but that's black it's people. Black people, up. well, yes, yeah, the setup. Black people know when the heat is coming, and they're going to you know they're going to unite, right. they're going to assemble, and they're going to organize on your front lawn. So, yeah, Maddie, I mean, I I can't think of another coach who's gotten more respect for less than Mike Tomlin. Yeah, he won two Super Bowls real early in his coaching career on the backs of what Cower built there. Mm-hmm. And since then, he's done shit with some of the most talented lineups, yet you never hear anyone say a bad word about him until Terry Bradshaw is the only one I ever heard say anything bad about him. And now, you know, things, things, are starting, <laughs> things are starting to come up. Things are starting to come up. So yeah. now you're going to act like they've been talking shit on Tomlin all these years. He's gotten, nobody gets applauded like Mike Tomlin. Where's that even coming from? I don't see the applause for Mike Tomlin necessarily. People love Mike Tomlin. Well, probably because he won a Super Every Bowl. announcer talks about how jovial he is, how funny he is, his clever little comments. He's the best interview. You know, yeah, they like, love him. He's like Santa Claus. He's, on, he's been untouchable. <laughs> he's like a, a black Santa Claus. But I have uh, some <laughs> black friends Uh-oh. that are Steeler diehard Steeler Oh, there he goes throwing I have black friend cards. There it is. And, um, Always. You know, he's <laughs> fucking, um, they, they, they're sick of Tomlin also. They feel the same way Jay Maddie does. So. Steeler fans. I don't are think it's a race thing. It's just it's you know diehard Steeler fans are tired of time. Steeler fans loved them the first few years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not a race thing. Yeah. Well, tell that, that can't to, always be the reason. Tell that to Jesse Jackson and <laughs> Black Lives Matter when they show up at your house. Um, speaking of race, because we always end up there. What did we do on Segregate Your Eight? Well, let's take a look. It's time for Segregate Your Eight. My Big Black Fantasy Podcast invites you to segregate your eight. And I say segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. Your left, your left. Come on, rhythm. One, two, three, four. Black guys, help the white guys, okay? Your left. What did he say? He said the black guys, the white guys. All right, week three. Mm -hmm. Came in at one and one. Sure. The black guys won one week, and the good guys won one week. Yes. This week. Once again, proving that white people are better than black people. Oh, wow. Maddie's team scores 108. Okay. To B's team with 76. <laughs> Tyra, Tyra Taylor. And I, I talked you into that. Yeah, you did. I sold that, that was to sly. <laughs> that was sly. Tyra got three points. Njoku got 5.6. Njoku. Uh, that, that's where it let you down. Uh, even if you had a kicker, you wouldn't have won. You lost by 32 points. I had... 20 from Rodgers, 21 from McCaffrey, 25 from Thielen. He's been a stud for me all year. Mm-hmm. So uh, going into week four, I mean, if I come out of this at three and one, that, that's, that's all she broke. No. Well, you see, the thing is, this is where you coach. You got the three games played. Like I said, three is a very important number in fantasy. The first three games, you kind of now know what's going on. So let me say this. I'll, I'll, I'm going to go with for quarterback, okay? Do you guys think Jameis Winston is going to start this week? No. No. Probably not. Okay, I'm going to go back to Watson. And I know that's the second time I've used him. But I'm going to go ahead and use Watson right now. Yeah. I feel good about it. That's the last time you can use him. That's the last time I can use this, Watson. This is, this is your downfall. You're, you're, put, you're grouping all your studs at once. No. We've we're, we got a plan. And taking L's on them. And we, you're going to run out of players. we got a plan. All we're right. going to wear you down. All right. It's going to be like Muhammad Ali and George Foreman. All right. Who else you got? Okay. And just to review the rules, guys. I'm picking all black players. Maddie's picking all white players. I cannot use a black player more than two times. Those are the rules. Can't field a kicker because there's no black kickers. Maddie gets to field a kicker. He gets that advantage. Okay, here we go. So Watson's my quarterback. Um, I'm going to go Carson from Seattle is my running back. We're going to start to we're going to start to we're going to start to spread this thing out a little bit. That's what you should have been doing from week. No, we're going to try to dominate, and you know we didn't end up with the record, but I think we 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 go uh, we run the table from here on out. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and use Zeke Elliott right now, and that's the second time. I'm, I'm ending Zeke Elliott in the thir- in the fourth week. Bring the hammer. Bring the hammer in. Um, flex. I'm gonna go with the guy I've been talking about, Giovanni Bernard. Roll with him. 
Wide receiver, I'll go with Odell Beckham Jr. And that's the second time I used him, I believe. So he is now gone. But I need this win. We're going to even things up again. Um, and then I'll go Crabtree at the other receiver. And Antonio Gates at my tight end. Okay. And these are all black men, you know, with raw talent who, uh, you know, uh, may, may, or not, may or may not have fathers. This is, this is just, you're, you're just not playing this game smart. Let me tell you why. Okay, tell me why. White people always I, like to tell you why. By yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Because we know. <laughs> we know. Hundreds of years of experience. Sure. Go ahead. We got... 400 years. We got, <laughs> we got two white running backs in the league, basically. Yep. I can't really use either of them right now. Mm-hmm. So this should be an easy win for you. And you're burning studs like ODB, Elliott, and Watson. Burning them on what should be an easy easy victory. But whatever. What, you, we'll you roll with you. it. Roll with it. All right. I'm going to stick with Aaron Rodgers. Okay. McCaffrey is on a bye. Ooh. So I'm going to go with Kyle Juzic. Out of San Francisco, right? <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's like a fullback. Uh, Burkhead yeah. is uh, injured. Oh, All right. So I'm going to go with Larry Zonka. <laughs> Larry Zonka. John <laughs> Riggins. Then at wide receiver, I'm going to stick with Adam Thielen. He's been a stud. I'm going to stick with Cooper Cup. He's been a stud. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to switch out Hogan. For Jordy Nelson. Okay. I'm going to stick with Gronk, and I'm going to stick with Crosby. Sounds good. And I'm, you know what? If John Riggins were available, I'd think the black people would claim him. Yeah. What? He's, he had curly hair. He had really curly hair. I got I got wavy hair. You that ain't curly me? hair. All right. Totally different. Totally <laughs> different. Wavy hair and curly hair is totally different. So that's segregate your eight. He's got an edge on me, but I believe what will eventually happen, for my theory, is... His players will begin to wear down. You'll have, you got uh, Burkhead injured, and he's been injured all year. So that's going to eventually be a hole. And what me me reaching or me going with my big hammers is now it's a humiliation factor. I want to just run up the score. Yeah. So you're going to get a couple of hammers from here on out until, you know, basically I win in the next few weeks. I'm going to have this in the bag in two weeks. Don't think so. Uh, I got I got a question for you guys. Now that uh, you know we've seen what Fitzpatrick can do, and Jameis is coming back, mm-hmm. what what's going to happen there? I'll stick with Fitzpatrick, man. You know he's just threw over four hundred yards. I don't care how many picks. You know he just threw four hundred yards. Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. Jameis, just like you guys said earlier, how Mariota is kind of like mm-hmm. same on thing. the ledge. Same Jameis thing. is in the same position. You're right. They're both like you know. Yep. About mm-hmm. to get pushed over the plate. Yeah, Fitzpatrick you know. had three interceptions last night, but two of them weren't his fault. No. One yeah. bounced deflection, off the deflection. Yeah. The other one, the receiver ran the wrong route. He's been he's been looking good. Mm-hmm. I, I think you stick with him too. What about You're you? Damn right. You know, I think you got to ride with Fitzpatrick. Um, Jameis is now sort of becoming in that category, not quite as drastic as Josh Gordon, but you just wonder if you can trust him on a week to week basis. Is he going to do something stupid that's going to get him thrown out of a game or get him suspended or whatever? You know, Tampa Bay was supposed to win last year. This year they're winning. They're two and one. They could have won. They could be three and zero. Oh. And Fitzpatrick has gotten them there. He, I mean, he almost came back, like you mentioned against the Steelers last night. I think you give him an, at least another game to uh, figure it out. Uh, he's got a winning record. They haven't won in I don't know how many years. Um, and they're about they're a year late on their plan to win because they were supposed to be the team last year and did not show up. So roll with Fitzpatrick. For another week, Tampa Bay. Right, but We're check this agreement. out, though. If, mm-hmm. if the uh, Tampa Bay brings Jameis back, they have to pay him twenty million next year. Yeah. So if they I bring him back for what? Like his last year, like his fifth year option or some yeah, shit like that. Contract. If they bring him back next year, yeah, next oh, year. Oh, that shit's not happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. No way they're gonna pay him that kind of money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, one, can I ask one more question? Of yeah. course. So you're allowed. So <laughs> watching football this week, I kind of determined that I th- I, th- I believe the best two teams in the NFL are both out here. I think we're going to get a L.A. Ram San Diego Chargers Super Bowl. I'm feeling it. Well, mm-hmm. L.A. L.A. Yeah. Yep. Yep. L.A. L.A. Still make that mistake. Yeah. It's hard not to get an all L.A. Super Bowl. Yeah. And I feel like the two worst teams in the league are probably the Arizona Cardinals and the New York Giants. Yes. Raiders. What do you guys think? Who are the best teams right now? Who are the worst teams? <sighs> best right. team go ahead yeah. right now um i like kansas city although they can't stop anybody that's right that's a big factor yeah <laughs> but i don't know who and you see it's tough for me to throw the chargers in there because they just they they do charger things just they're, like they're only one and two i know exactly look good but they do 
Charger things just like Cleveland does Cleveland things. Like, you knew, and I talked to you guys in Vegas, you knew that the Chargers were going to start out 0-1. You just knew that was going to happen. And you knew that, for the most part, they were probably going to lose to the Rams. You can't really put your finger on it, on why they do these things, why they start out slow every year. Every year. But they just do it. It's just like, like I said, Cleveland, it's like your Clippers. Every year, it's the same thing. They, you know, you can predict it. Don't blaspheme my Clippers. I'm your Clippers are not even an organization anymore. But anyway, Donald Sterling. I, you know, Kansas City. <laughs> I think just because they, the, the way they score so quickly, I think number right now is the best team in the AFC. The Rams are there. I think the Rams are in the Super Bowl. I don't know who rivals them at this point. I just they're just solid now. Steelers fire Tomlin. They might have a shot. Well, but you see, and then you know, there's all sorts of twists and turns of the season. They lost both their quarterbacks on um, on Sunday, right? The mm-hmm. Rams. Yep. So you're dealing, you're you know, and I think they're both rel- well, relatively short absences, maybe a month for each or whatever. But they're, they're going to have to deal with that. They're going to have to compensate. But I think the Rams are there. Uh, Kansas City is there, but I'm not ready to marry them yet. They're, we're just worst teams. Whew, the worst teams are. I, I want to say, I actually want to agree with you. Arizona and New York are bad. New York won this week, but they're they're bad. Yeah, but they're bad. bad. They're they're tough to look at. Their offensive line is just so bad. Yeah, and to restate, go after them with your defenses, fantasy wise. um, uh, With New York, Arizona, and all those other ugly, ugly teams. Doggy, what about you? Where where do you think this is going? Well, the best teams to Mm me Mm -hmm. are Kansas City and the Rams. Because okay, even though Kansas City can't stop anybody, Mm -hmm. I mean, shit, they all shoot your ass. Yeah. You know, Mahomes is the shit. Yeah, but can you he know keep this pace up? I mean, I, I mean, it looks like it in this system with Andy Reid. He's having like he looks Peyton better Manning than, in his look, prime numbers right now. Ridiculous. Andy Reid is turning in Mahomes into a better Donovan McNabb. Mm-hmm. He's a better Donovan McNabb. Sure. You know, and, you know, I love Andy Reid's system and I love Andy Reid. And um, the Rams are just, you know, hard to stop. And they have the best defense in the league to me. Mm-hmm. One of the best. Yeah, you know, yeah, so they it's got like, the whole package. You know, even though team. even though they lost uh, Peters and Talib, mm-hmm. you know, to injuries, their main corners. Hey, man, they're pushed inside with Sue and Donald, and you know, they just fierce. Yeah, yeah it's just fierce. Mm-hmm. And then the worst teams, one of them, my Oakland Raiders, man. You know, forgot about them. <laughs> they're bad too. You know, I'm gonna have to say the Oakland. How you feeling Raiders, about paying Gruden ten million a year right about now? Well, you know, just you have, you have to give John a shot. It's only three games. You know, yeah. just it's too early. Still, it's you know, a lot of money to give a yeah. But Gruden, Gruden's the type of cat he'll back down and say, "Hey, I'm done." Yeah. You know, just like he said, I, and I believe him. If he can't win in two, three years, I quit. Yeah, yeah. it's over. I got enough bread. No, this you know right. what I'm saying. And then my mm-hmm. other team. Oh, go ahead. Before I, um, you go be is a uh, I I would have to, and I hate to say this is the Texans. They they haven't put it together yet. No, they haven't put it together. Mm-mm. You know, yeah, and it's disappointing. Yeah. I wanted to see them do well this year. Uh, they because got the of skilled Watson. players. They got a pretty decent defense. I think they'll get it together. Zero and three. So. Yeah, and I think they'll get it together. Speaking of the Texans, they got a good coach. I it, like Brian. We had uh, some news coming out of the Texans. The uh, superintendent that said that uh, you can't depend on a black quarterback because she got mad at Des- or he got mad at Deshaun Watson. He is now resigned. Okay, boom. There you go. There's racism. Okay? okay. So that is obvious racism. Not all these things we tweet, we hear tweeted 75 times a day. He says the quarterback can't be counted on because he's black. Racism. See how easy that is? That was, well, there's many fine lines. But, the, but yeah, really. so the guy says this. He posts that, you know, after, I guess, the Texans lost, he was frustrated. Just like Matty is when, when he comes on about Tomlin. Yeah. <laughs> he posted right. that you can't trust a black quarterback. He now resigns. Deshaun Watson was really classy. Didn't really give it any more gas than it needed to. Um, and just a shame that as we talk about this in 2018, people still say stupid shit like that. And then are probably shocked when they're asked to resign or get fired. I don't think you could possibly be shocked about that. But the thing is, why when you hit send, what was what was that about? That's yeah. I'm trying to figure that when out. You're writing it, when you're what writing, when you're writing it, about? what do you, who do you <laughs> what are your thoughts? He posted, he posted on Facebook. He put it on Facebook. Sure, oh my sure. God. And he's the superintendent. Of, yeah. It's not like he's you know oh, Joe that's Smo just a dumb whatever. human. That's all yeah. That is. But I, I always wonder what goes through your mind, like you know, in the cases of Roseanne and everybody else who hit send, like right before you hit send. What were you going for with 
that. I don't All know. Right. Let's hit up on that and mix nuts. Yes. Maybe yeah. we'll continue. Well, I think we've covered all of our fantasy stuff. Um, hopefully we can save the show and it won't blow up on us, but it looks good so far. Um, you know, next week, more of the same. Next week I'll getting... be sitting here at 4-0. Oh, geez. I, I play Maddie, so I need to get my first Ooh. win against him. And I, I feel strongly about it. That would be a big win. A big win. Big win for me. Big Not win for the league. Maddie off. Get him. Get him. We should go have brunch. Dirty him out. Yeah, we should go to Rush Street. Could but, do that. But I'm going to dirty up Matt this week with a loss. That's my prediction. And um, Get your hopes up. <laughs> next week we'll be talking about whatever transpired in week four. And moving forward into week five, it's getting more and more intriguing and exciting as you now have to start moving these players around and more bye weeks. So thank you guys for listening to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Our information, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at B underscore MBBFP, like my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Matt is at my Big Black FP. And you can email mail us, excuse me, email us, the email address, email us at mybigblackfantasypodcast.com. Also, find me at facebook.com slash the dad is super bad. All right. So, I and think if we're you want to find me, find them. <laughs> They'll find me. <laughs> yeah, still working on that internet with Doggy. It's, it's breaking it out. We're going to do Doggy like, got some followers. Yeah, we're going to do like some, uh, some, some counters and some other stuff for <laughs> elementary school kids and probably get them together. But again, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time. Peace out. Let the beat rock. Let the beat rock. Let the beat rock.